0: Hello, Glendon. Hey, Taylor. How's it going? This is the first time we've recorded this in person. This is the very first time. This is, It's weird to look at you while doing this. No. I, I don't Why are wanna, we laughing? I don't know. I don't want to look at you. It okay. feels weird. Hey, look at me now. <laughs> look at this hair. Whoa, look yeah. at this silver fox over there. That's <laughs> yeah, me. How does that feel? It is what it is, man. Were you bummed when you first saw the like the hint that it was coming? The- oh, that's because of you what yes what do you mean i didn't have any gray hair coming in until i was a youth pastor wait really truth word and then that's what so when oh, you yeah. became a youth pastor, this one's you this one's katie this one, <laughs> no, just i feel like there were other people who probably stressed you out a whole lot more i hope yes yeah there were how was a good one <laughs> I was a friend. Wow. Where did this conversation go? I don't I know. I should not have taken off my hat. So, wait, it's, um, we're recording this on Friday? Yes. Is today Friday? Today is Friday. We made it. Oh, my God. Are you good at keeping track of the days? No way. It's so. No. <laughs> I'll see a tweet and it's like, today is Wednesday. And I'm like, how stupid. Oh, you no. You know, like they don't need, we don't need tweets that tell us the day. And I'm like, oh, wait, today's Wednesday? I thought it was Tuesday. And then I'm like, that was a very helpful tweet. I will like that. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Taylor Johnson podcast. I'm Taylor Johnson, and this is going to be a little bit different. Next couple of episodes are going to be a little bit shorter and deal with the very specific world that we live in right now. And then as things return back to normal, so will the episodes of the Taylor Johnson podcast return back to normal. But until then, we're just going to be putting out shorter little check-ins. Little check We're just going to be checking in with you so that you can hear stories of other people and how they're dealing with this right now when certain strange circumstances that you wouldn't normally have to deal with that people are having to deal with right now. We just want to hear from each other so that we can help each other make it through this very, very strange time. This week on the podcast, I am talking to my friend, Matt Goody. Goody is the lead pastor of Westover Hills, Medina Valley, outside of San Antonio, Texas. And I wanted to talk to him about what it's like to be a pastor right now during this time, not about what it's like to live stream, not about what it's like to do online service, because that's all that everybody is seeing, but all the other responsibilities of a pastor, what do those look like right now during this time? How do you take care of the people who are in your church right now? So this is my conversation with Matt Goody. This time of shelter in place, like what is it? What has it been like for you personally?
1: So personally, it's uh, it's been very difficult because I'm a I'm an extreme extrovert. Like there's not an introverted part of me, and so I am really wanting to just hang out with our church people. I want to hang out with anybody, friends. And, uh, and so that's been the tough thing. Like I'll see people at Walmart and I have to purposely in my mind say, keep this cart in front of you. Cause if not, you're going to hug that person. <laughs> and, and so like, I, in fact, I told somebody that on Wednesday I was at, I was at Walmart and I like, we're both masked up, you know, cause you have to have a mask on during this time. And I'm just like, I, I have to keep this cause I just want to give you a hug and tell you I love you, man. But I couldn't do that to him. And so I could tell he was weirded out. Cause I, I think I was getting my card a little too close to his card. I think he was just, uh you know, and he was a complete stranger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I have no clue. Sir, that guy I got to keep this card yes. here. Um, but, uh, but no, like we're, we homeschool our kids. So, uh, we're used to the kids being home every day. It's not like they go somewhere. Um, but But as far as how we do ministry, a lot of it being from home um, care in our church has really, we've ramped that up. We're calling people on continual basis. where Facebook messaging, we're emailing, we're uh, doing Facebook lives to connect with people and uh, just trying to, to remind people that, Hey, we're here for you. We're praying for you. Yeah. Um, and our church has done a lot for, uh, the community as far as for people that have lost their jobs. We're trying to give groceries, uh, to them. We're trying to help in ways, um, like, you know, as far as electric bills and things like that, that we can help with. Um, and, uh, and we're we're just really trying to reach out to the ones that attend our church and are faithful to our church. And we're, we're trying to be the church to
0: them in this time. Obviously everybody sees the online portion of the ministry that, you know, cause that's what everybody's doing. Everyone's doing stuff online, but like the, the stuff that's not, not online, um, the, like the reaching out the more personal stuff, um, dropping by and giving groceries. Like what, what has that been like? Um, for use because like everything else, like the online stuff, you're you're having to partner with uh, the the other campus yeah. to produce that stuff. But that the personal side, the stuff that's not online, that's more just like you and your campus yeah. here in this city.
1: Yeah, and so for us is uh, I and really trying to protect and keep in contact with our single parents, any of our single parents, we've just been really, you know, how are you doing? Are you able to work during this time? Do you need any help? That kind of thing. Um, We've been doing a lot of things through zoom. Uh, Like I do a Tuesday night prayer with our leadership team. And so I'll bring a devotion to them. And then we just take on prayer requests, anything that they uh, might have. It could be for them or for somebody that they know in the church. And what's been great about that time is that, we have people that are such great leaders that they know the heart of the people that they serve with on Sundays. And so, you know, Hey, I called this person and they just sounded a little down. Maybe you can call them Pastor Matt, that kind of thing. And that's been huge for me because I'm getting an inside look at some people that I might not be able to call on a regular basis. And so that's been huge. And then what, uh, what
0: are those calls like? So like you, cause I, I feel like that's an interesting thing because you don't want to just call someone and immediately be like, what's wrong, dude? Yeah. And you also yeah, don't sure. want to like go the opposite direction. like, Hey, no reason I'm calling <laughs> everything. Yeah. Like, how do you handle those calls to people where you're checking in and you think they're, you know, they might be going through something.
1: Yeah. And I, I think that's the cool dynamic of being in a uh, smaller church setting. You know, um, we're able to know a little bit about people's lives and, kind of what they're going through. So I always start off with, you know, personal stuff. Well, how's it going? How's work going where you're at? Cause I, you know, I pretty much know the answer to the, to that in most cases. And, uh, are you guys in need of anything? You know, how are the kids doing? And I'm just more of just checking up on them, not feeling like, Hey, someone else told me about this. So I hear you're not doing well, but more of just kind of checking in and, uh, and I don't know if it's just because I'm a relational person that I'm able to get a pretty good response and a really good feel on on where people are at and uh, what needs they are. What what I have noticed is uh, some reluctancy from people when I'm saying, "Hey, I'd love to bring you, you know, a gift card or two to just help with gas or groceries, however you want to do that." I I've kind of felt that. Well, well, you know, we're doing okay. And as I talk to them and you know what, I'd still really love to help you guys out just during this time. And you can reallocate some funds. Maybe maybe the wife lost some hours or, or lost their job. And well, let me just help you in this moment so you can reallocate that and maybe spend some time with the kids this weekend, that kind of thing. And so um, so that's kind of the way those conversations are going.
0: Man, I, I mean, I can relate to that because like, I've even had people reach out because they know... That I, you know, I'm not able to travel. I'm not able to work, yeah. and um, I've had people reach out and like, I'm gonna pay for your groceries, and like, not like, hey, do you need help with? Gro-? They're just like. I am giving you money. You have to give me your PayPal account right now. There's yeah. no question. And I like it. It does feel strange. Like you do feel like you have to at least be like, like kind of like when you're at a restaurant with people and someone's going to pay for your meal and you kind of have to go through the song and dance of like, yeah. no, come on. You don't have to do that. Yeah. Cause like you feel like a jerk to just be like, yeah, do that. Like, <laughs> how know. <did> it's <that, laughs> yeah. like to, but also I, it stinks that it does feel embarrassing to get help from someone. Yes. Cause like, you know that you need it, mm-hmm. but you still feel like, no, no, please don't do that. Yeah. yeah. Is it because like you feel like it's, I almost feel I guess it's like, it feels embarrassing to need help. Like, yeah. Like it's a very vulnerable state. Yeah. Cause like you're, you're in a higher status than me in this situation. You have something over me. And like that, I don't know. Yeah. it, It feels, that feels bad. And I try to make it very clear that it's not
1: Ursula and I helping them. The, I always will say the church would love to give you oh. some help in this. Yeah, And I want them to know that because I don't ever want the association or the loyalty to be to us. It needs to be to the church body. Yeah. Hey, we have an account right now called Westover Cares, and we have people that are giving their normal tithe and offering, but they're giving above that to Westover Cares, and we, we want to utilize that in this moment, and the church would love to help you. Uh, give give these groceries to you.
0: And, and that makes sense too, because um, I think I think what I need to remember and, and, and other people who are in need need to remember is that like th- this situation won't last forever. You know, you're down right now and you need help. Well, a time's going to come when you're doing great and other people are going to need help. And like all all of us in the church are constantly there for each other. Yeah. Um, that like you're not always the one who needs help or it shouldn't be that way. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there are times where things are going great for you or, you know, you need prayer. So you reach out to a friend and and then there's going to come a time where, you know, their family's fallen apart exactly. and they come to you needing help that like we're all kind of switching positions all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, right now uh, that account is blessing you. And then a little while later, you're going to, you're going to be the one giving money to that account, which is going to help this person who was also in need. Yeah. And I'm
1: really big on that. I think if there's like a underlining theme in my messages and even when I work out a, a, a sermon series and, and we're working through individual messages, I, I think the church needs to understand that, that concept of, Hey, yes, we need you in the church and we need you to invite people. But what's most important is the church needs your story because your story will help someone else in the pew. Yeah. You know, because you could have been in the same spot they're in and they're in a desperate mode, but you were there five years ago and they need that. So, on, on top of it being a financial thing or a provision thing, I, I think it, it, is the fact of the church is the church because I can look at someone and say, I've been in your place before and I can help you through that because God helped me through it. And let me, let me walk with you in this.
0: Uh, so what, what's like one of the first things you're looking forward to doing once the world is back to normal have church. And I know that's super cliche, but
1: it really is. I don't, I love our church people and I love uh, Sundays are my favorite day. I'm not a morning person any other day but sunday mm. it is like getting out of bed tomorrow will be a huge struggle but sundays i'm at the church at 5:45. like i'm the first Ooh. one there and i'm there at 5:45. like it's three in the afternoon like i'm like <laughs> bada boom let's do this who's ready to go and i'm just i get very excited about sundays and part of it is is i just have this unbelievable honor to to get to do ministry. And that's how I wake up every Sunday is I get to do this. I get to, I get to wake up and study God's word during the week. And I get to deliver it on Sunday. Like that is such a cool feeling that God could have chosen anybody in this world, but he chose me to do it for this community. And so going to churches is, is definitely one. And then just having
0: meals with people. Do you think greeting time at church will be different?
1: Yes. Yes. I think it's going to be very different,
0: do you think everyone's going to because st- that's what like i I've struggled like we'll go one of two ways when this is all done, we're going to be hugging nonstop just <laughs> nonstop hugging all the time, yeah, just touching and feeling and touching yeah. our faces, yeah, or uh-huh. people are going to be so weary of each other, yeah, I think that's going to be a weird part.
1: Like even our last Sunday that we met together, our worship pastor was like, turn to your neighbor and uh, give him a high five. No, don't do that. Just look (laughs) at them. And he just didn't know what to say, you know, like, and so there was that, um, that kind of awkwardness a little bit there. I think prayer, like, I mean, we're a Pentecostal church, right? So we're, we're, you know, prayer time, people come down, you you know, you, you maybe put your hand on their shoulder, right? Maybe, maybe oil them up a little bit. I think, I don't know what's going to happen there. Like, you know, I I think that's going to be something that people are going to say, do I want to go down there because of that? So when we get back to meeting in groups, I, I don't see people sitting next to each other. Like family groups will sit next to each other, but, but I would think you're going to leave
0: like a two person spot there, man. That is crazy. I, you know what? I cannot wait no, it doesn't even have to be to me hearing an audience laugh. Like it doesn't have oh, to be yes. like hearing them laugh at a joke I've made, but like a large group of people live together laughing at something.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I miss that so much.
1: I do too. And I think it's because I haven't done much online. Like I've, I've never been online. i I'll look at social media, but I'm not like a huge poster, that kind of thing. So this time has really stretched me a little bit in posting more as it's done for many pastors out there mm-hmm. uh, that, that are going through this. And so learning through that, but like in Facebook lives, like I'll say something that I'm like, I know this would get a reaction in a room, but instead I'm going to go <laughs> like that on just so that way there's some release and some hope that Pause someone else. Yes. Yeah. I hope that someone else will laugh. So I could, I could, agree with that or or one of the things i love is telling a story that has that moment at the end where you hear people like (gasps) you know like Uh or like they get you know those like just because laughter is something that will happen often but those moments are so special to me yeah when somebody is captivated by a story so much that they can't control this feeling of
0: Oh wow, I didn't ex- I didn't expect that. And like it is so crazy. And I w- I need to learn more about why this is. You can feel what a room is feeling. You can feel yes. when a room gets uncomfortable. Oh yeah. Without, oh yeah. It, and it's not even like body language. It's just like the silence is different. Just you, you can feel it. Oh yeah,
1: bro. We preach the Bible. There's a lot of uncomfortable <laughs> stuff in there. Like
0: yeah, yeah. I we... tell jokes in churches. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel all sorts of uncomfortableness. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just like you don't, you don't get that kind of like communal. We're all feeling the same thing. Yes. Yeah. I miss that.
1: And I love telling stories. Yeah. I love to tell people like things that happened in. Just, you know, like, oh, today Israel did this or Miriam did this. I love telling those stories and retelling those. And so the fact that I have all of these stories during this time that nobody's listened to, yeah. I'm like, man, I've got great material for the next few weeks. When Maybe we that back. could be
0: some videos you post on Facebook. Maybe Just it could be. Story time with Pastor Matt. That's a great idea. Yeah. That's a great idea. You don't even need that much. Like you don't have to end with like a spiritual thought, just like staying connected with you to something fun.
1: I like that idea. Yeah. Cause that's me. And I think people appreciate that about me is like, I'm always going to tell you something that's going on in Ursula and I's life during the message. Not like, Hey, let me, you know, (laughs) let me bring you down at this moment. Like it's something fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah. it's, It's always that
0: you keep, you bring something personal.
1: Yes, Exactly.
0: I really hope that this time helps people to see that life through a screen is not as fun as in person, because I think before this, it was easier for people to substitute coming to church for watching it online. Yeah. And I hope that one positive that comes out of this is people are tired of doing that.
1: I agree. I agree. And I always struggled with this idea of we have an online community and very few, there are some churches that have created an online community where they engage and there's some back and forth conversation and they've done really well at that, but very few do. And and so to say, I have this online community that that's attending our church. I don't know that that's true. And I just don't think you can replace this idea of meeting together, you know, the, you know, for, don't forsake the assembly type of
0: thing. Yeah. Because because of like what we're talking about, just you you feel what each other's feeling. Mm-hmm. You're you're coming in agreement together in person. You you build these relationships that can split off so that you know, you can have these phone calls so that people can be taken care of. I mean, it, in a bigger church, it's easy to get lost in a crowd. Oh, yeah. And online, it's... it. It's designed for you to sneak into a live stream and yeah. sneak out with ever really being a part of the church. Yeah. Dude, that's what, like, I've seen people talk about this time and how, like, this is leading to the future of the church. Because, like, on Sunday morning, you you can go to seven different churches. Like, it, it it's global now. The yeah. internet has made it to where it's not about the community that you're right next to. Like, I saw this guy. He's never going to listen to this. <laughs> but he was on Facebook just talking about how, like, dude, VR church. He was in his car. Like, yeah. what of those people who live stream in their car oh, yeah just to yell about random stuff uh, i really didn't like it but he was just like yeah, vr like outreach is gonna look totally different and like i just what i hope this shows us how we just like be with people yeah like i hope we're all tired of the internet by the time this is over yes and like just Go out with people mm-hmm. and just listen to their stories and talk to them and real, actual, genuine connections yeah. with looking someone in the eye. Yeah. Is so important.
1: Yeah. And I think we're starting to see some of that in the fact of like we live in an apartment complex and um and that there's tons we're in building 10 of like 13, but then there's also like a sister apartment complex that's right next to us, and there's a walking trail around it. Ursula and I used to take walks with the kids when I would come home from work and we would have dinner together, and then we'd go out on a walk, and we would see maybe like one other person on that walk. There's everybody's on the walk right now, Uh like everybody's out, and I'm like, this is so beautiful because before everybody was sitting on their couch and they were on their tablet. Or on their phone, watching Netflix, and now they're outside. Like, that's so cool to me.
0: So right before the podcast took a little break, I asked you, the listeners, if you would send in a short voice memo Of you talking through what your life is like right now as most of you are stuck at home and maybe give a little bit of an encouragement to everyone else who's stuck at home. So at the end of every one of these shorter episodes during this little mini-series, I want to play one of those for you. So this first one is from a listener named Avon, and uh, this is what they had to say.
2: Hello, I'm Avon, and I'm going to talk about the coronavirus and how... Stay busy while you're stuck at home. Just find something that keeps you busy. Like, it doesn't even really have to be something that you enjoy. I mean, it's great if it is, but, like, cleaning your house needs to get done. For me, since I'm very weird, I have been like writing down what time the mail truck comes. And then it's been really cold right now. It was warm, but it got really cold. But once it gets warm again, I will be on my bike and going and like looking for the mail truck at what time it comes because I am a weird child. So yes, but yeah, just find something that keeps you busy. Try not to go insane you know, try not to annoy the people that you live with, because I definitely am. I mean, I've been holding up okay, but just stay busy. Go outside if that's legal where you are. And, yeah. Bye. I hope you're having a good day, Taylor.
0: Thank you so much for sending that in, Avon. I love the idea of staying busy doing stuff. It doesn't even matter if it's fun or enjoyable or it makes that much sense. Like, I love how weird it is that you write down whenever the mail truck comes. That's such like a, a unique and strange thing to do. And I think that is so awesome. Just some random thing that you can turn into a routine so that you can feel a sense of normalcy. I love that. And I feel like that is great advice. And I want to find something like that, that I can do. My apartment doesn't face the mailboxes. So I can't really do that. I, I literally have no idea when the mail truck arrives at my apartment complex. You sending that in made me realize that. But I I, I can find something. So I have, um, I have a window in my apartment that has a rocking chair in front of it. I put it there. It wasn't like, they installed a rocking chair in every apartment. That'd be very strange, but I put a rocking chair in front of this window and I sit in it in the morning and I read poetry because I'm a very old lady, but I can, I can see out on the, the sidewalk and maybe I could just like keep a tally of how many people walk by in my apartment every day. That could be like a thing. I don't know. I want to find something like that. Even that is such a, it's such a weird idea and I love it. And also, Hey, don't feel bad that you're annoying the people that you live with. That is going to happen with whoever you live with, no matter who it is. We are all getting on each other's nerves and annoying each other at one point or another. Sometimes you're annoying them and sometimes they are annoying you. But what makes the relationship so great is that you guys still stick together. That's what love is. Love isn't never annoying each other. Love is staying with someone despite the fact that sometimes they annoy you. So the people that you live with, they love you. Man, I hope that all of you guys are making it through this. I want to thank Glendon for being on the episode and for Matt Goody and for Avon for sending that in. Also, want to thank Jordan Combs and Lucky Star for the use of their songs in the episode. Next week will be another shorter episode specifically about this world that we live in. If you know someone who's going through a hard time right now, maybe recommend this podcast. I don't know. Or recommend another podcast. I don't care. Just reach out and be there for each other. Thanks for listening. I will see you next week.